And hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Horror Motel. We are delighted to have you here in what is basically the beginning of the Christmas season. Uh, it is so nice. It might be getting cold outside. You might be having a glass of mulled wine. But we are delighted that you are joining us, no matter what you're doing. Uh, and as always, it would not be the same in the hotel without my esteemed, uh, uh, phenomenal, uh, multi-talented, triple threat, I'm going to say triple threat, uh, co-host, the amazing, wonderful, funny galore. Oh, hello, Alison. That's a gorgeous introduction. Thank you very much. I'm more like uh, a triple threat, I think. Well, maybe uh, about one and a half. (laughs) But it's a good one and a half. That's not true. I know you can sing and dance and act and do it all. I know you can. I know you can. The dancing's become more and more, uh, slightly more step step dig nowadays. But, you know, I can sort of still sort of fake it quite well. Oh, babe, as long as you can pull off a pot of beret, you're fine, right? Exactly, and then one exactly. little pot of beret, a little kickball change, boom, you're still a dancer. That's what I exactly. say. Exactly. That's a yes. I can certainly do that. Um, still still going. Um, I I think because we've not really talked about it, so because we've been recording uh, a, a bit more spreadly around our schedules at the moment, that I have just had a birthday and survived. Um, and it's been one of those... Cr- I really thought it was going to be a demure... It was when you're listening to this, listeners, it was a couple of weeks ago. But I wanted to touch on it because I think, Alison, I might be cursed. Why? What on <laughs> earth is going on? Because if people go out with bunny galore, they end up in A&E. <laughs> Dear God, what what did you do? What did you do? Now, what well, happened? Well, we had so I was I went to the theatre on my actual birthday, and then but we we, we did, I thought it could be very demure, very grown up, very demure. No, no. Um, but then uh, we did end up going to a, a gentleman's club called Heaven, which had a, a night on called Porn Idol, which is where um, it's like an amateur strip night. And I've I, I think I've only been there once on that on that night, I should say. So that was a good yeah. surprise. So and then sitting with other friends. I know Heaven. Sorry, I need to jump in yes. right there. I know Heaven. I mm. know that club. They used to have a comedy gig there. Um, and yeah, yeah. So I used to host there sometimes. Loved that venue. Oh, wow. Such a good club. Wow. It's yeah. one of those strange... I don't actually go there very often, really. It's very, very, very sporadically. I'll go there over the years. But um, uh, but great fun. Big, Very big club. Or, or at least it seemed very big. I suppose nowadays, it, you know, it doesn't feel as big as it used to be because I've been to so, so many, many more nightclubs all over the world. So, uh, but I remember yeah. feeling massive when I first went to it back in the nineties. Uh, so various other nights, uh, and then particularly on Sunday night, um, as one of my friends had organised uh, a big, it was just going to be hit, me and him doing uh, Sheila Simmons bingo, Busy Lady bingo at Retro Bar, and I thought it was just going to be us, but he'd invited, surprised me with some other friends as well. Uh, and then uh, some of us went on to the only club that was open, which is a Q-bar one. And basically, my friend Joel Ryder, who's a photographer, great photographer, <laughs> managed to fall, slip on the dance floor. Fall. Well, I wasn't there. I must have been in the bathroom at this point. So I came back out to like the bouncer looking after him. I was like, what's happened? And he'd slipped and banged his head on, on the dance floor. We, there might have been a few sherries involved, Alice, and don't judge us particularly. <laughs> and I was like, are you okay? And it's like, okay, no, it's fine. And we, I even went back to his place with him and his boyfriend and just, we stayed up, you know, was chatting and putting the world to rights. And he was fine. I was checking before I left if he'd, if, 
was like, you do you feel safe? Does it, do, you know, what, you're yeah, okay, it's yeah. not like a concussion. Well, apparently the concussion came on at 5 a.m. in the morning, about a few hours oh, after. And then no. So then they ended up in, then they ended up in A&E. Um, so it was like, but then I thought about it, went, hold on a minute, then my friend Alex, I left him in a bar during Pride, you know, like, because he's a grown-up, you would think it'd be okay. Um, and he ended up like in Victoria with gashing his leg open. I'm still not sure how, nor is he. Um, and of course, Aiden had the appendicitis after we came back from Manchester Pride, and he ended up in A and E. So I was beginning to think, I'm cursed. There is some you got. I mean, it's not you. I'm glad you haven't been injured. Just no, everyone around you leaves with that. Now, I, I think the problem might be Alison is that my friends can't keep up with me. <laughs> Step it up, friends. Step it up. Or yeah. at least wear padding or some sort of protective. <laughs> or you need to be protected. A whole different type of protection is needed with funny color, everyone, just so you know. <laughs> oh, my God, that is true. That's true. I, I, think, I think the problem is, I think if you, I suppose I know when to kind of stop, I guess, and go, right, okay. Um, and... And I, the fact that you're like, I kind of know when to stop. <laughs> well, I, said, I think I, I kind of. I, think, I, think uh, I, uh, I never, and I ever don't ever get to that point of outer control. I don't, I don't think I've ever. Do you know what I mean? I've, uh, when I when I've drinking yeah. alcohol, it's quite a steady. I don't think touch. I'm yeah. really trying to think of an occasion in the back of my head touching wood, but I've never felt like oh, I'm in danger. I need to sort of get home. Or if I have, I've got right home now. Um, yeah, uh, and got in an Uber straight away because even if, if I felt slightly, you know, room spinny, um, I don't think I've ever carried. You know, I, I've got to that point where I'm out of control. Not that I'm saying they were out of control, but I'm hazarding. I guess they were. Um, uh, oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I can't drink to that point. I can't drink no, to I, the point of absolute. Yeah. I just can't do it. I Once I begin to feel a little bit of that out of control feeling, I just, I, I, I back down. I go home. I have a cup of tea. The last time I got so drunk was when I did Panto, what, four years ago? The one time I did it in Preston. And at the end of it, we went out and I ended up in a, an establishment. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this place called Pop World. I ended oh, up in an establishment. Like where where is in Preston Pop is yeah, yeah. Impressive. There are worlds around the country. Okay. Uh, they are trashy bars that offer sugary drinks. Your feet oh. stick to the floor. Exactly. You know what I mean? Pop oh, world. It was. Pop world. I'm gonna yeah, go. it was. And I got so drunk, so drunk <laughs> that and I'm not a good drunk. When I get drunk, I go through stages. I go through a happy, good time. And I start to get emotional. Then I want to have moments yes. with people. I, I want to get yes. serious. I want to tell them you know, what they mean yeah, to me. Yeah. Even if I just met them, I need to tell them. What... And then the crying. And then the crying. And then oh, it's like yeah. out of control. There's yeah. sadness that comes from a place like that 13-year-old girl within me is like, now's the time to release it all. And I got so drunk that shout out to Jamie, who took care of me, who was one of the ugly sisters, took me home, stepsisters, took me home. <laughs> I vomited in a bucket uh, wow. that... He held to my face oh. and stroked my head, and I cried and vomited. And he, I just remember him being like, still half in his makeup. Are, what are you so upset about? I'm like, blah, blah, blah. like it was, it was out of control. So 
Shout out to Jamie. I'm real sorry. I've never forgotten. I'm not, I haven't seen him since. That was the last image he had was of it, the fairy godmother vomiting into a bucket inside her bed. You're welcome, everyone. I am cut that back. Genius story. I, I've i realized, because uh, I'm about to, uh, we're discussing off uh, camera and off, off mic that uh, I'm about to start. Well, I'll be in rehearsals when this goes out. Uh, pants and I think what I've forgotten, um, or what I realized when I have come out of doing pantomime for a few years, is the level of exhaustion you're at. I think it's probably why you were reacting like that on the final night, because you're probably massively dehydrated, massively exhausted yeah. by that point. So you add alcohol to that, and that's why you probably went to an extreme, because sheer, sheer exhaustion and add vodka or whatever to, to it, you, you're going to... You're going to go on a roller coaster. <laughs> if you oh, my God. Um, I live in past memories. I'm sure I was thinking about the boy in grade nine that didn't like me. Like, I don't know. I just, you know? You're I, like, <laughs> I, oh, God, yes. Well, I I realized that the last few New Year's Eves where we pandemic ones, and even last year, I, I didn't do a show last year because I thought, I wasn't sure if I was ready to go back to it at, at that point. And I was going, oh, New Year's Eve, just quite a pleasant evening. You're not bleeding from the eyes from exhaustion and crying for no reason. Oh, that's why. Because you've not done 12 shows in the last six days. Oh, I see the pattern that I've been in for the last 25 years. Oh, that is why. I do remember, I mean, I talk, yeah, the extremes. I remember some, uh, yeah, some annoyed about some boy in one, it's about 10 years ago now, uh, add alcohol to that. And I remember throwing something across the room going, I'm a freaking West End showgirl. Rah, I'm better than this. Rah. And I, literally, it wasn't the word fricking, obviously. Um, I've never, you have one of those out of body moments where you go, What are you, what are you doing? Mm. What, what's what? Who do you th- what, what are you? you why are we doing this? Why you doing this? Yeah. Very embarrassing uh, for you right so, now. Yeah. I've never told that uh, uh, in anything, on any sort of interview, anything like that. Never, there we go. I'm I really bonded on this one. <laughs> I know, exactly. But <laughs> it's a wind dance. Vomiting into her shoe. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, we've gotten to know each other in yeah, the no, beginning exactly. of this one. Yeah. We've not even told those stories to one another. That no, was fun. I've that was fun. Not said, no, I forgot about that. Hilarious. Um, hilarious. Talking of being out of your mind. Hilarity. <laughs> yeah, speaking, I was going to say, speaking of hilarity, out of your mind drunk, uh, insanity, ridiculousness, that brings us to this week's movie that... I have brought to the hotel. I'm not putting this one on Bunny, everyone, okay? So if you... This is definitely... I mean, Bunny, would this have been on your list of to sees? No, I was... I know. <laughs> no. I, I no. thought I'd seen it, and it turns out I hadn't. I was convinced I'd no. seen this film. And I don't know... Maybe there's a sequel that I've seen. But yeah, I literally went... There oh, is I've a seen sequel. This. I found yeah. out. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. it's that I've seen. Weird. I don't so, remember at all. This is, I'm going to say, probably the first real B-rate horror movie that I brought to the hotel. I mean, yes, I don't know if we can even give it a B old. rating. Not, not even that no. old, is it really? It's not that old. Uh, it is a personal favorite of mine. From the first time I saw it, I just, I fell in love with it for what it is. Uh, the oh. horror movie that I brought to the horror motel this week is 
Jack Frost. Now, as I say that, you're all going, the one with Michael Keaton? Nah, 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 nah. That one actually came out shortly after. And if you watch that movie, it is like the family version of the horror movie, Jack Frost. Uh, it really is. There's so many similarities between the two movies that part people have often been like, was this an attempted remake of like... Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jack Frost, um, the horror movie... Written and directed by Michael Cooney, uh, who also did the voiceover at the beginning uh, of the opening credits. This movie, it's about uh, the the gist of the movie though, though is that there is a a prisoner, a murderer, who is being taken to uh, to to be killed. Right? It is his. This is it. He's about to be put in the electric chair. And on the way there, uh, there is a crash because it's winter and there's storms. There's a crash with a vehicle that is uh, full of toxic chemicals. And what happens, everyone, you can imagine the two collide and the toxic chemicals uh, get all over the convicted criminal. And so the snow, the toxic chemicals uh, turn him into Jack Frost, the killing snowman. Thus, the movie begins. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the yes. movie, everyone. That is the movie. The, yes. the, so, that is the movie. And then the snowman is looking, you know, to, to get back at the, the, the cop that arrested him. And it's, um, I mean, Bunny, what were your initial thoughts when watching this film? It, I thought I, I thought I switched the wrong movie on for the, for, I think I attempted three times before going back and checking on the internet, I was watching the right film. Um, so I think, what, what's going on? I don't understand. Um, and then the crash happened, and the and the uh, and the uh, criminal gets sprayed with all the chemicals, and I was like, and he melts into a puddle of snow, melts into the snow, and therefore I was a bit confused. Like, the, well, I was a bit confused, but then I kind of really got into it because it was. I went, oh, okay, this is like a comedy horror in similar vein it's, to yeah. Return yeah. of the Living Dead. Uh, the you know, it felt very eighties. I think it's in is it ninety seven something like that, isn't it? It's late nineties. I think it, yeah. Let me look. I'll double check that right very, now. Very, very eighties. It feels like, um, yeah, Return of the Dead. It feels like uh, Evil Dead, uh, that kind of anarchic comedy. I think it it it's shot and it's shot like that as well. So it's shot quite sort of in bright colours and it's kind of um, I don't know what lenses they've got on the cameras, but it feels very similar to the eighties stuff. Which is fine. I was having yeah. a great time. And then I went, oh, I really get this now. And I went, no, kill more people. I yeah. want to see the snowman kill more yes. people. Um, yes. And, it was, yeah, yeah. and yeah. It, was, it was going for it. And I think by the time they got to the, they're using hair dryers to keep them at bay at one point. That's <laughs> like, this is genius. This is genius. Um, I love this. Yeah. It was it, very it is, funny. It is so funny. To me, it is the epitome of like ridiculous comical horror movie but but what's interesting about this now when i was uh, looking into it because you know believe it or not everyone i've not done a lot of research into the background of this gem of a film i've just enjoyed it for the trash that it is but this film was originally going to be an action thriller with a big 25 to 30 million dollar budget yeah uh but uh, when Gina Davis, okay, so it was going to first be directed by Rennie Harlan, uh, who was Gina Davis's boyfriend. And uh, <laughs> Gina Davis read the script and said she thought it was the worst thing she'd ever read. 
And so she pulled him away from directing it. And instead they went and did Cutthroat Island, which, I mean, between the two, if you watch Jack Frost at Cutthroat Island, I think you're going to enjoy Jack Frost. Exactly. Yeah. What's Cutthroat? Even your face. I, Cutthroat Island. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It was an absolute flop. So oh, part of me is like, well, you missed out on this gem. So this was supposed to be a big action because basically uh, he initially when it was created, they had just seen Terminator. And Terminator was the first time we had seen all these effects with like the right. moving metal man and everything. Yes. yes. And so the idea was to have a killer snowman with these wild effects. Yeah, right. I don't know I how see. they really thought they were going to pull yeah. this off for real. Yeah. But that's what they wanted to do. It was supposed to be an action thriller about this. Yeah. <laughs> but then um, funding fell out. A lot of things changed. And they went from supposedly going to have a $30 million budget to a $1 million. <laughs> They went from $30 million to $1 million, which is why the whole thing is... So cheaply shot, and you can see it. And I think no. it is what they call what do they call this type of thing when it's only, um, it's basically a one, a lot of the, I mean, it's close up shots. Um, right. It's uh, filmed, you know, so you don't a see a lot of background shots. Yes, yeah, a lot of, that's why I read the lenses. I was going like, feels like everything's, the depth of field isn't very deep. Um, and that's yeah. probably why, cause everything because they don't want to show a lot of the background. Yeah. Because also, um, although this is supposed to be taking part during the winter, uh, when they went to film it, uh, it, it was shot yeah, <laughs> during a July, winter where it? there was a drought. Oh, it was okay. a drought. For whatever oh. reason, that one winter, they had a drought, so there was no snow. So the temperature got as high as 70 degrees. Like, this was just a weird year. But this was the only time they could film it. This is all they had budgeted for. So foam and cotton swabs had to be used as snow substitutes. Uh, can I ask you, buddy, could you tell the snow was not real? No, I don't remember thinking the snow. I was probably more centering on the dialogue and the acting and the and the, the, the snow. Oh, and okay. probably the snow. I don't remember looking at the snow. I, I Very rarely I'll go with in any film or TV production, and this, it has to be something like it bounces or something like that where i would be distracted by snow normally i'm like oh okay it's tv snow it's it's not going to be real yeah. but it's it's kind of just i just don't really look that closely i'm really pleased yeah. that the snow in a weird way i because it probably ages better he says questioningly the the practical uh, effect of the snowman of being a costume rather than being a um cgi thing i think would have probably looks better now than it probably would have been in 1997 CGI. I think that would have been quite dodgy. Uh, if now, yeah. you know, like the last 10 years, you could probably do it cheaply and it's kind of okay, but then it would have just looked weird, I think. Um, it yeah. would have just looked very cartoony, but I think it, it. the trouble is, when it's a costume, it looks a bit too friendly. It just still doesn't look threatening in any shape or form because he just yeah. looks cute really, most of the time. Until... Until he gets like his little icicle teeth come out of his mouth, yeah, yeah. They, what do they use? Uh, spoilers. They use, they start using. Uh, it takes quite a while to kill him. So eventually, like heat doesn't work, and like putting him in a furnace doesn't work because it just turns into steam and he'll re. Uh, so this he can turn from snow. <laughs> if you want to know the plot, listeners, he can turn from uh, from ice. Uh, water, steam, or and reform back into the snowman. 
uh, wherever he wants. Yeah. He can get through doors. Like Dracula turning into mist. In yeah. A, which seems to be a, yeah. a, 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 a trope that's forgotten quite a lot, that, that thing. Um, so there's that. But then they start using antifreeze <laughs> to just fight him off. And they, half his face is, yeah. the snowman face is burnt off, which then seems to have blood inside, which I was really confused about. So I was like, where's yeah. that come from? Part, um, part human. Yeah, it's, um, but you know, the best thing is to not question these things during exactly. this movie. It was in a <laughs> microsecond. <laughs> that you're like, oh, they're okay. okay fine. What I love is uh, the reason why I asked you if you thought the seal looked real, because it does not look real, everyone. It does look like cotton spread amongst things. But the best part is there is a scene where the, the boot of the sheriff actually does get caught on a cot and it lifts the whole, um, oh, like a whole that. bank of snow right. gets stuck to and it lives. It's only for a split second. It's because I've watched this movie so many times that I'm uh, like, oh my God, that whole, like he does lift the whole. And in fact, because of this, they had to use the fake snow, so they didn't have a lot of money. So the snow was picked up and moved to each scene, so they had to, like, put snow, which is why the camera's cuts are so close, because they only had so much snow, so they couldn't show too much in the background, because they didn't have enough snow to cover the background. Much, yes. Yeah. Yes, and there did seem to be... I have to say, though, pace-wise, it zips along quite well. There's only one point where I went, oh, I feel this is dragging slightly, and that was kind of in the middle and kind of towards what you think is the first fake ending. And I was like, oh, I feel yeah. like you're treading water here, like you're the traps in the police station, I think. That seemed to go on for a bit too long. Uh, but then yeah. that's probably why, because they could go outside. <laughs> that's exactly it. It was a lot of like, stay here, stay here, do this, do that. Um, the cast, I mean, look, cast is, I, I think the cast did a great yeah. job with what yes. they were given. Yes, they did. Yeah. Shannon Elizabeth, I think, is the only, look, there's a lot of very talented actors. All the actors, that are, they have many bits, parts. If you if you go and look through all of them, and I mean, you know, names like, okay, so Shannon Elizabeth is the most known one. I'll give you her background in a second. Uh -huh. We have Scott McDonald, who actually played Jack Frost, or mainly did the voice over mm. for Jack Frost. Um, he's been in tons of stuff mm. like tv soap opera yeah. films but again just a lot of bit parts um christopher allport same thing he's the sheriff these guys mm. it, it actually is a very talented cast of those mm. type of actors that you know you're like well, oh i recognize yeah, probably, him yeah, yeah working always working yeah yeah they're always doing stuff and they're not like name above the title kind of, kind of actors but they're um but they're just working 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 yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so Shannon Elizabeth, who is, you know, the, the hot-bodied young girl in this, uh, this was one of her first acting roles in a movie, and this was her first nude scene. You will then recognize Shannon Elizabeth as she is the hot one in American Pie. Remember um, American Pie? That's where she's this is from. Yes. yes. Also, she was yes. in Scary Movie, yes. Love yes. Actually, and another favorite of ours, 13 Ghosts. Oh, my goodness. Of course she, she was is. the yes. daughter in 13 Ghosts. Yes. 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 So yes. it was interesting because I didn't click on that. And then yeah. I was like, oh. which is, again, another reason why I love a B-rate horror movie. Mm. It does give people their start. Mm. And this is where Shannon Elizabeth got her first nudie patootie start. And <laughs> good for you, Shannon. She's got yes. a great little body. And this is even before she got her fake tits, everyone. This is her original yes. body. So if you want to compare, in American Pie, she had them done. In oh. Jack Frost, that's what Jack Frost will get you. You'd feel yes. like Jack Frost, and then you can afford the boobs <laughs> to get into the real movies. Everyone. There we go. 
<laughs> wow. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a fun stunt scene where they fall, uh, the Jack Frost and Sam, uh, the the uh, sheriff, they fall. Remember, they fall off mm. of the house. Into the back of a truck where they have antifreeze, and that's how they uh, kill him, like you said. That was a one take. They actually wow. did that. That was a true, like, yeah, it looked so very I thought that was interesting. Real, yeah. That one, because I saw, oh, they're going to fake this somehow. And then, no, no. I was like, oh my God, no, they are actually falling off the roof into the back of the van. That looks painful. Um, it was very uh, painful. Yeah, very... Looked, and yeah. they find out to kill him with antifreeze. Do you remember how they found out, that, how they find out the antifreeze? Do you remember that part? What? How did. Oh, in the food. In the in the child who was making daddy cookies. Yeah. I daddy freeze in the cookies. Yeah. I wanted you to be warm. I wanted you to be warm, Daddy. <laughs> and it was like, thank God he hadn't eaten them at the beginning of the film before the sun was melted his. So whenever it was. Yeah. Because yeah. then right. he throws it into the snow and it dissolves the snow and, and the dad's like, What did you put in that? And they Auntie Freeze. And I was just like, Oh my God. So that's how they find out that yeah, and he's like, it melts the snow. So that is how they figured out how to uh, <laughs> how to do it. Yeah. Uh, this movie uh, initially uh, was okay. I'm trying to look at the exact date. It was on hold. Uh, so the film was shot in January 1994 and sat on a shelf until 1997. Oh, that explains uh, so, why. Yeah, that 94 is. Yeah. is yeah, that's a bit closer to the. Yeah. I always think the 80s kind of carry on to about 90. So about Twin Peaks, basically, like 91, 92 kind yeah. of era. Um, although, I agree. I agree. Well, Twin Peaks is nice and yeah. dainty, isn't it? But still, it, it, the Twin Peaks effect, what happened, it changes TV after Twin Peaks was around. So I think that the 90s really starts about 92 and with Friends in 94 as well. So that Absolutely. explains why it feels very 80s. Yeah. And it sat on a shelf. I mean, again, I love it so much, but when you watch it, you're not going to be surprised that it sat on a shelf for a few years, everyone. <laughs> and then Prism Entertainment was set to finance the film, but went bankrupt during pre-production, uh, leaving Prism's receiver to oversee the film. Uh, when the receiver saw the final cut, he thought it was ridiculous and shelled it. Three years uh, later, a young marketing guy with uh, Apex Entertainment saw the film and came up with the film's infamous, now how do I say this, Lenti cellular VHS box, which is how I think a lot of you will remember it. If you remember walking through the video stores, it was that hologram of the snowman and whichever way you walk, yes. it looks at you. It's one of those. And then now yeah. and again, it opens its mouth. So it depends. And that was one of the first movie covers to do that. And so the movie cover actually got this movie more traction than the movie it's itself. Perfect. It's a really good... If you want to have a teenage, um, yes, I'd say to, a bit like Gremlins, not Gremlins 1 so much, but Gremlins 2, it reminds me of. Like, I think there's yeah. a market for like that. I don't know what the rating of it is, but certainly at a, a 12 or PG-13, whatever it is in America, um, or over here, uh, around that kind of, not maybe not child, little kids, but like anything kind of over about, Nine or ten would love this movie. That'd be yeah. great fun for them. I know. Oh. You know. That, I know. There's a bit of nudity there, but not. It's quite demure nudity compared. Really. Um, yeah. It is. It very very Gremlins to a new batch. That's what it reminds me of. In in sort of mm -hmm. energy and style and kind of. But you're right. I remember it marketing wise. I remember it being. That's why I thought I'd seen it. I think. Yeah. Because the image of it was quite. Quite powerful. Um. 
obviously, I mean, I'm a great fan of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I, it, I suppose it's similar to that as well, um, but not quite the same. Mm, that Killer Clowns is probably a bit more, uh, well, probably a bigger budget, isn't it, really? A more majesty. Uh, definitely a bigger budget. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is not that. But it has got, <laughs> um, I, no, I, it's scale. I don't mean by, I'm not, not being horrible about it. You know, it looks cheap. I don't think it looks cheap, cheap, but I think it looks, because um, you're still seeing a lot on screen. It's just not as big a uh, uh, scale, scale, not as big yeah. a scale as that. On the other yes. hand, though, I think it does more than I expected it to. Because I kept on going, oh, this is going to just going to be, you're barely going to see the snowman, aren't you? But it, it, they go, for, they really go for it. Oh yeah! Um, yeah. Oh, that's you see the snowman. Um, um, pre- not predator. Um, oh god. Um, Kevin Bacon. Um, creases under under tremors. Uh, tremors. I was going to say skewers. Yeah. Um, oh shivers. Uh, uh, tremors. Um, very tremors. Very very tremors as well. Uh, so I think it's great, great for not not that it's, you know, it was slightly different scale of monster, but. Uh, you see more than you, I expected to. Uh, I, I thought it wasn't as nasty as I thought it might get. It was kind of just the right kind of pitch to it. So I wonder. I, I don't know how much it made at the in on DVD sales. It is a great DVD movie, I have to say. Oh, oh, definitely. I mean, this is not. I, I don't think a lot of people rushed. <laughs> did it even go to theaters? I don't even know. Like. Jack Frost horror movie, uh, what did it make? Let me look it up right now. That's funny because I never even thought to look at it because I was like, did it make any money? <laughs> yeah. um, I know, I know literally they, because the budget was pulled, this is the other thing too, when it, again, it was supposed to be like a thriller, exciting, big budget. Mm-hmm. And once the budget was pulled and once they, they literally then had to rewrite it as a comedy because they were like, we yes. can't. So it, 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 this movie started out as something and turned into completely something else. Um, had a bunch of 30 million. What was, uh, I'm going to have to look it up. I don't think it made much. It does have a very big cult following though. It yes. is one of those yeah. that, uh, mystery science 3000, those guys, I think they've done like, a oh, you know, sit and watch it, it and they, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's so ridiculous yes. that. Yes, because Mystery Science yeah. Theater 3000 was probably still going at that point, wasn't it? I think that goes, the original series goes up to 99, I think. Rift Tracks, that's Rift what it was. Rift oh, yeah. Tracks, Rift the Tracks people behind Mystery, yeah, released a version of the film with audio commentary that made fun of it as you watch it, which yes. I personally think would be oh, brilliant to see. Yes. Like, yeah. so brilliant to see. Yeah. This would also be the type of movie I would love to play somewhere and do, like, a live kind of thing like that, where... Yes, yes. I mean, I've done... Um, uh, I've... So Rift Tracks is the later cast of Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. So it's it's uh it's like the the second male lead and the the guys that do the robots. And I've done some conventions with and I've interviewed the guys that the Mads uh, Trace Ballou and Frank Conliffe, who do are the first baddies on the first eight years of Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand, the, the evil scientist. And and I've yeah. done one of those movies with them like that. What was it? It was um, Glenn or Glenda. Glenn or Glenn, you know, the um, oh. uh, Edward movie. I mean, yes. a, a huge honor to be in the room while they're doing that in a live cinema, you know, 
uh, just watch them riffing live. I thought that was just genius. But yeah, the riff tracks are great, 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 great. They all they, they, there's so much talent that came out of that show. I, I actually I loved. It. I, I started riffing on my show, not uh, inspired by Frank and Trace, but like it's hard to do. It's really hard. It's really really hard. It really is. It's, yeah. it's a lot harder yeah. than you think it's going to be. Um, but yes, I, I love you... to do Jack Frost like that. I mean, it would be so, because there's just so many moments in this movie that uh, I have grown to love with all my heart and soul because it's just so ridiculous. Like. Yes. I'm going to I'm going to say this delicately there is a scene where the Elizabeth gets um sh- shall we say the snowman uh is <laughs> he takes advantage of her yes. that's how she dies yeah. with his carrot anyway I mean there's so many ridiculous did you get that did you I, did you see that I scene time, I think I did but I, at the time I was going like oh I see oh, because he was smoking afterwards or oh I the best must have sex are they? I th- I thought I thought yeah. Alison, I just thought they were hugging. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what, Bunny? Initially, they were supposed to be hugging. He was just supposed to be, like, being rough with her. And then the dirty producers were like, you know what it really looks like? And I was like, oh, so then it turned into this, yeah, a sex scene or whatever. But I did wonder. um, Funny you should say that watching it, I I did wonder, did they film, did she know this was going to come across like this? Did they... It, it, I suddenly felt. Did they film it? Yeah. Like not that she was being taken advantage of, but it was like mm, I feel like this was probably, yeah, slightly <sighs> on the day, um, uh, turned into something that she didn't realize it was going to happen. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, it is weird. Yeah. It is weird. Mm. Um, which I mean, let's be honest. Uh, I think that happens to a lot of women in this industry. They are yes. taken advantage of, and as this was her first one, I mean, they're probably like, well, we're going to do with the footage what we're going to do with the footage. Um. But uh, I just, this movie to me, look, it's it's the epitome of ridiculousness. If you want to watch a horror movie over Christmas, which is the whole point of this, we've decided we're going to do some Christmas horror movies. This is, this is up there, I think, with ridiculousness. Like, yes. Yeah. And, I've, and, and I've hosted Santa Claus Conquers the Martians uh, and, and Santa Claus versus the <laughs> Devil. And um, yeah, yes, you heard me right, listeners. Uh, Conquers the Martians isn't available in the UK anymore very easily because the uh, Studio Canal have somehow got the rights to a public domain movie. I didn't ask me how. Uh, whether, but I'm sh- pretty sure you can find me hosting Santa Claus versus the Devil some everywhere, pretty much everywhere. Because um, that's no one's claimed that. Um, <laughs> no one wants that one. <laughs> but I would love to host Jack Frost. I think it would be hilarious to host this movie. And sometimes it's harder to host those ones or take the mickey out of the ones that are actually funny. Like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is such a great title. And for Elvira, it's probably her most famous film that she hosts. But oddly, it's a hard one to do because it's fun. It's kind of it's it's B movie, but it's also trying to be funny at the same time. So it, it sometimes it can be really wider the mark if they're trying. Be it's sometimes with those B movies, it's better to be unintentionally funny. To play it completely yeah. straight and then it'd be terrible. It's so terrible, it's hilarious. But if you're trying to be yeah. funny, I think that's hard sometimes. But Joe Frost pulls it off completely. Completely pulls it off. I think it's great fun. Loved it. I mean, for what it is, it was supposed to be this big, fancy, thriller-budgeted movie. And then we came out with our B-rate little horror movie about a snowman. Also, they were supposed to have much better effects for the snowman. I think they were supposed to have a whole bunch of different costumes for the snowman. But the, right. the uh, costume... 
department didn't get that note. And so they just made this one snowman. And then they were like, we got to rewrite the damn thing. Like this movie has just been butchered so many times from its original. You know, that's why I like it. You can just see the layers of like, you're like, wow, they this someone is really trying to sell this film. And um, I love it. I cannot get enough of it. I will watch it every year around Christmas just because it. It's not one of those scary movies. Like, even if you watch Black Christmas, if you watch... You can actually be a little scared. There are some... This, to me, is just... I mean, it's ridiculous nonsense. It's exactly what you want to have some mulled wine with and just... Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. I think it's one of those... um, I can't wait to watch it again. I I think it's a great, great fun. I'm going to watch... Will you show it to people? Will you show it to people? Will you you ever have a friend around and be like, do you want to see... Yeah, I will show it to people if properly if alcohol's involved. I don't know who I'd show it to. Just go for my break. Who will I actually show this to? Um, I will indeed. I think it's great, great fun. And if I can get the rights to it, then I will certainly host it, definitely, because I think it's uh, absolutely hilarious. Wouldn't that be fun? I If you could get the rights to it, oh my God, that... Wouldn't it be fun if we could do sure, that? The first, like, bag of crisps and some ham ham sandwich, and that's. <laughs> so great. Get the, get the um, rights to it. <laughs> well, I I cannot, you know, uh, recommend this ridiculous horror movie enough. But Bunny, what I would really like to know now that I have exposed you to this film, now that you've sat through it and taken it in. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I've told you what it was supposed to be. You've seen what it is. In our lovely motel, where where would you check in our killer snowman Jack Frost? Well, since it's been at the horror motel, you know, the weather's quite uh, inclement here. It's It can be quite ferocious. And we've had a lot of snow this last few days here at the horror motel. We really have. Yeah. And I've been yeah. out shoveling, you know, in, 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 the, in the caftan and heels. Uh, on the on the lawn, and but I have managed to scrape some snow together to make a snowman. So I think Jack Frost definitely should go on the front lawn, prior to place next to the horror motel sign, uh, and to uh, to to wave at any passing people going past. So I think it should be out the front lawn as it's Christmas. It should be definitely out there saying hello to the neighbours and uh, scaring small children, as as is right. I. I think that's absolutely wonderful. And the fact that it is also made of fake snow means that we can just keep it out there all year round and it's absolutely fine. Yeah. I can't wait for July. Um, I can't wait. It is I one of those love great. The idea movies. of it being the waving, come on waving. into the horror mode Come in, come in, children. Apple. Um, yeah, exactly. I can't wait. It's what, what glorious. I, it's glorious fun. I highly recommend this movie. If you want a good giggle and perhaps if you've got like, you know, teenage nephews or cousins or yeah. your own children. I don't know if I don't know many people, that, that many people with children. But if you do, oh, I know exactly who I'm going to. I'm going to show this to Vic and Louie, my, uh, Sally, uh, Sally and Steve's kids. They're now 13. This is a perfect movie for them. There we go. They're old enough now to yeah. have some horror horror movies in their life. And I think Jack Frost is a, <laughs> it's a great silly movie to show them. Well, there you have it. That's go. our first family recommendation, everyone. <laughs> I'm going to text them now. That's how I'm going to send it to. They've got taller than me, Alison. It's it's absolutely traumatic. I've known this since they were four, 
and now they're 13 and literally they're taller than me and it's i've never been so mortified like they were literally up to my knee when i first met them it's the first time i've kind of seen uh friends oh we don't i don't have brothers and sisters you see so i don't have kids around me so it's the first time i've had kids in my life that i've seen growing up and then i knew we're an i wasn't quite expecting it as they just turned 13 from 12 to 13 i was like oh, what's happening well then i grew that oh, yeah. i'm really tall at that age so there we go that's what happens you just forget about these things it's very sweet so i'm going to show it to them that'd be lovely merry christmas vic and louis <laughs> Ah, you're welcome, Vic and Louie. I can't wait to find more movies for you to see in the future. Uh, And we can't wait to share more horror movies with you all. Next week, you are bringing, we're doing another Christmas one. Mm. You're doing a Christmas one. It's it's one that you're bringing. Do you want to give any hints or do you want to leave it? It's a TV show this time, but it's it's on the matter we were discussing of a villain that's that's not uh, Chris Kringle. It's not Santa Claus, but it is the Krampus. So, um, and I thought this was my, the, the Krampus comes in various uh, films and TV shows, but I thought this one uh, is I, my favorite. So, and it, it's, yeah, it's one of my favorite TV shows and it's Inside Number Nine. So come back yeah, next we... week, listeners, and find out what episode we're doing. If, if you know the show, then, you, then you'll know, but I hope you are excited about that. Uh, and we are so delighted because I hadn't seen it, you hadn't seen this one, and mm. we hope that all of our listeners are being exposed to some new and exciting and ridiculous horror films uh, every week on The Horror Motel. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs>